proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever podcast season three episode seven we often talk about having the jam pack show but this one definitely is connor galway at the weekend and then you had a great chat with some of the uh, rich milner and will Crichton from uh, m sport and that exciting news as well too so it's all go this week all go this week yeah the excitement of galway fantastic itrc is underway again we had a great galway um fantastic start to the year and uh, yeah as you say another jam-packed show every every week after show we always talk about ah you know let, let's let's do a smaller one or we don't need to do it for so long and then just the content is there kevin that's for sure that's for sure and you know all the guests are so accommodating with their time and everything else and it's just a pleasure for us to hear the stories and i hope you all enjoy hearing them as well too so this week you know catch up with mikey galton and andy hayes and then we also speak to then Frank Kelly, and then uh, then after that we catch up with Ryan McHugh, Keelan Grogan, and Joe Kelly. So and then as we mentioned earlier, the Rich Milner and Will Crichton too. So you know such a, a spectrum, you know, right from the overall winner modified into the RC four category as well, and then you know exciting news from the World Championship then for Will Crichton. That's, you know, fantastic. We keep saying how good a place Irish Rallying is. This thing this week proves it <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. It is like you know we, we we've crossed all all events there you know from from our own local events right through to the World Championship with this week's program and you know it's a great place. It's a great start to the year and you know from what we're hearing you know it's only going to keep building. That's for sure. You know there's so many exciting stories and initiatives and you know guys getting cars ready and. It's, you know, stories bubbling down below the surface that's about to come out, programmes that's going to be announced and one thing or another. And then, you know, these new championships, you know, the Stellantis Cup and the C3 Cup and all these things. It's, uh, this year has all the ingredients of being a cracker. It does. It does. And then when you look look at the lineup, look at the, the entry list we had for Galway, look at the top five finish, you know, the combination of cars and, you know, the Fiesta back in the mix again. We've two BRC champions taking part in the Irish Tarmac Championship this year. Like, it really is, you know, it's going to be a great year. That's for sure, that's for sure. Anyway, without further ado, I think we'll hear from uh, Mikey and Andy to start with. So, Galway at the weekend. Mikey, um, back to the Irish Tarmac Championship and coming back with a one. You had to be very happy with the result on Sunday. Yeah, it was It was super, yeah. It's been, it has been a while, actually. It's been eight years. Yeah, eight year, eight, eight full years until this weekend, until... It was actually me and Keith's first rally together. We'd only met the week before and we went to Galway and there, uh, there was a few S12Bs hanging around that time so they were beating us. But we had a good result that weekend. Uh, so to come all the way as far as here eight years later and to win it is, it is nice. Pretty special, yeah. Very, very happy. <laughs> and Andy, from your point of view, new car and, you know, the part of this new C3 Cup and all, you have to be positive enough coming away with third. You know, acclimatizing to the new car, just getting everyone settled and getting back up to the, the pace again. 
Yeah, well, we were progressing well. We were first two years ago. We were second last year. We're third this year. So <laughs> next year <laughs> should be a great year. <laughs> um, no, it's nice to have the collection of all three trophies. It's pretty just wrong around at this stage. First, second, third. Um, Sorry about no, that. Yeah, look, we, we kind of knew it was going to be a, a tough ask uh, the first day in the car and all that. So um, look, at, I suppose... Um, it's always going to be hard to beat the lads Callum and Keith and, and Matt as well everyone really um, if everything's going your way but especially with a new car and that kind of thing um, then we're just unlucky with a tyre choice on Saturday as well then, so that didn't help matters either so look at all in all kind of I suppose it's, we, we got something out of it in the end so not, not, not too unhappy yeah, and like uh, myself and Mike we were speaking there before we come on air like the crowds were about in Galway like, we haven't seen that in years like, there, there's a real anticipation building this year yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It felt just the crowds on the ditches and that kind of stuff. It felt like, I don't know, 20 years ago or again or something like that. I wasn't around back then, but I remember seeing the, the videos and stuff, and it just felt like a big buzz around. And even in Air Square there on um, Friday night, it just felt like there was a bit of anticipation and, like I say, and a bit of a buzz around. And the likes of Keith and that kind of bring that, you know, the big names, the, the four British championships and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's brilliant to see all that kind of coming back again. And a, bit, a buzz around the whole thing and a buzz around the Tarmac Championship as well um, and fair play to the lads at Citroen Racing Rally for, for putting on um, the, the prize money as well for Citroen's like so all that leads into kind of to build a big a big event there but yeah because that, that is so positive between the, the Citroen C3 Cup and you know and the Stellantis Cup now starting up in West Cork for the, the you know the, the RC4 guys coming as well like there, you know to see manufacturers involved in rallying you know that was always something we've seen you know in the world championship or maybe the brc but to have it here at home now is it's that's something to be really celebrated absolutely yeah it's brilliant to see the companies come on board and, and go with it like you know um i know like it's, it's obviously it's, it's it's not cheap to go rallying but you know any kind of anything like that helps uh, helps get people out and it helps build interest as well you know and helps entice people to come out and bring out the cars and, and do the events so and the more the merrier i say um and fair bit for the lads to actually put it together it's it's no small thing to get that amount of money um across the course of the season put it together and have it there available so and um, well done to raymond and all the guys in, in the background there yeah and mike from your point of view new car new, or new season new car as well like uh this time last year you told somebody you were going to the fiesta they would have nearly been sniggering at you but it turns out the the fiesta is a, a potent package now yeah, it seems to be. It um, I'd imagine Adrian Fromo developed that car further last year, um, in the BRC and stuff like that. And Keith made the decision to go for a Citroen. I think he was looking at a couple of different cars. Um, uh, Citroen being one, I'd say, but it ended up being the Fiesta. Um, and it was news to me in the last couple of weeks too. So yeah, the Fiesta arrived only this week, and uh, it was all very very new. Um, he had one 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 bit of a test and uh. I hadn't set into that car until Saturday morning in Park Fermi, so it was very, very new. Um, we, we had a we had a hiccup Friday night where my seat didn't actually fit. Uh, it doesn't say much for me, but the seat was it was obviously a custom seat for somebody else, and I actually couldn't fit into the car. So uh, thanks to David Moynan at years, he had a seat luckily, and he got a seat into it. Um, so I actually <clears throat> I actually didn't sit into that car till Saturday morning, and trying to get belts fitted up and yeah it was very new i was looking for, i said where where's the button for my map light it was dark everything was mayhem but uh yeah we, we got going anyway <laughs> we got going after a while yeah 
And like, you know, going into that first stage, like the two years, you know, that's been like eight months since you last competed. Like, was <coughs> there much, nerves, yeah. was there trepidation there before you, even the, the countdown starts? Um, cause I suppose there's always a little bit of nerves, but it, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's healthy too. But we were looking forward to it. You know, we had a good recce and, uh, we had a lot, a lot of work put into the notes and, and, uh, video work and stuff. And we were, you know, we were excited to go. Keith knew that the car was good and he felt the tires were, were, were good. And, you know, the whole package, uh, seemed to be firing and, and obviously it was, and that's kind of the way the whole weekend went. It was I've been saying to everyone, it was it was just a flawless weekend. Everything just clicked and uh, it worked. And it, you know, it, it becomes not not easy, but easier than when there's, you know, there's always always something happening in a rallying. We'd always be joking, like, why is there always something? But this weekend, there kind of wasn't that something. And, and uh, here we are, do you know? And the, so we do, take it. Do you feel that, like, you know, quite quickly into the first stage, this is this is good. This feels this feels right. Um, it felt good. Uh, Keith would always maybe doubt himself a little bit or kind of you know downgrade it. He he was he came out of the first stage. He was like, oh, I don't know. It was a bit safe, a bit safe. And I was like, no, it felt felt quite good. And you know the time was good. And then the second one, he was like, oh, I think that was too safe again. And and it was also good. So we were like, oh, maybe maybe this this you know uh, safe kind of feeling. It was a very precise kind of style of driving the weekend, which it had to be because of the way the way the terrain is there. But it just seemed to be enough all the time, and we we just kept going. Obviously, there was a couple of stages where he had to go that extra bit. Uh, we were actually using wet tires all day Saturday, even up until it got dry. We were using the same four wet wet Pirellis all all day. So, uh, when it came, when it it really dried up in the last loop, all right, and he had to really go to town on the wets, and we were moving around a lot. But other than that, it was just you know very very precise driving, and uh, yeah, it paid off. Yeah, I think Andy, it was very strange conditions. Like the, the most of the rain on on uh, Saturday, uh, it fell overnight, but the the roads were getting greasier and greasier nearly as the day went on. Yeah, yeah, it was a strange kind of surface up there. Like when it's, I suppose when it really rains heavy, it seems to wash off, and there's actually it's decent enough bit of grip. But then when it all in a way, it kind of as it dries out, it kind of gets slimy or something. Nearly gets worse until it gets fully dry, and then it's it's good again. So it, it's mixed all the way through. And um, what you find is you go down a section of it um, of a stage flat out, and everything's perfect. And then suddenly you get into a junction, and and it's just it's like a bottleneck. So very hard to judge it. Um, and you can see all the, the marks and the dishes down where, where people have have t- no chance to arm and, and and not got away with it. Like so. It is. It's. It's one of those rallies where the last thing you want to do is start a year and put in the ditch, um, and you know you're on the you're standing you're on the back foot. But then at the same time, then you're conscious that you don't want to kind of get bet the first day either, and um, so it's it's hard to kind of tread that line if you know what I mean between, um, between getting it home and and putting in a, a, a decent result. And maybe once you get to like Donegal and stuff, maybe it's, it's a little bit simpler if you know what I mean. It's just flat out you know, as simple as that. You go as hard as you can from the from the word go and hope for the best. Where Whereas in Galway, you're trying to maybe play a game and be somewhat safe if you can, you know. Because I suppose like, the last thing you want is to be going away with no points and then you're, you're, you feel you're chasing your tail for the rest of the year almost. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you've only got two drop rounds for the year out of seven rallies. So if you go to Galway and you've been it straight away, it just puts a bit more pressure the rest of the year. Then you have six rallies and, you know, you have to get five good results out of, out of the six, like so. Um, look at it, for us, I suppose, third is not the best result in the world uh, in terms of points and that kind of thing, but 
it's something anyway, at least, you know, and it's, it's two days rally in the new car, which was kind of a big thing. And the choice was obviously there maybe to take the Hyundai instead um, when we knew that car. Um, but um, I suppose the feeling was you better off just going with the new car now and, and getting two days in it um, and, and going with it like so. Um, that's one big thing we did get out of the weekend. If we didn't get that many points, at least we got two days experience in the car anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, like you know, returning to the Tarmac Championship, been away from it for a few years, like, was it nice to be back home, closer to home again? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm a bit cut up tonight. Um, it is, it, it, it's, I love rallying at home. I also love rallying in the UK, don't get me wrong, you know, people always ask and say, why are you over in the BRC so much? And obviously, you know, there's a main reason for that, and it's, you know, for Keith to get a fifth title. Um, but we do actually love going there and there is a nice scene over there and you're traveling around in beautiful countryside and stuff and places you probably wouldn't be otherwise, if you know what I mean, you know, yeah. people go to the UK for holidays and, you know, you go to a lot of cities and stuff, but the places we get to go for rallying is, or, there are some amazing places. Um, but it is nice to be home. You know, the travel is that bit less. Time-wise, we'll say with work and normal life and stuff, it's uh, kind of similar, really. When you look at the likes of Donegal and things, it's, you know, sometimes longer than than going to the UK to do a rally. But uh, it is nice to be at home. There's a lot of people that you know at home, you know, when you go to the UK, you know, there's a handful of people you know. But here, like my wife came up and she surprised me on Sunday morning. I didn't know she was coming. I spoke to her on the phone and uh, she told me a big fat lie. And uh, about half an hour later, she arrived into service. So, you know, uh, to that kind of thing, you know, it's nice. Yeah, that like that the wee things like that just make all the difference. And um, you know, you have guys like Andy that's just going to rip the piss out of you given any possible opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of stayed in the other truck the weekend. Actually, there was two trucks, and he didn't migrate over to the one we were in. Much, <laughs> Wait for West Cork, Andy. Wait for okay. West Cork. Mikey, we were having great fun myself and Callum and Nolan and all, and we were all racing each other. And it was great crack, and I used came on and ruined the whole thing on us. <laughs> <laughs> They were, they were oh, I, I and, and made us all look bad. <laughs> I'm terribly, terribly sorry about that, lads. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that in West Cork now, you know. Yeah. But, but it was uh, it was great fun though. Like, you know, Tom Gatton is like that's a busy, a busy setup there. Like, what was it? Car two, three, and four? Was it two, three, yeah, two, two, three, and four? four. Yeah. Then you yeah. keep lines yeah. and then later on you had you had Ray Breen. But you know, car two and three and four coming in in 30 second gaps is is intense but the crack is you know, the crack is 90 you know in the truck then making tea when there's six of us trying to go in around the the burka to make a cup of coffee but like <laughs> it's a busy carry-on there's a lot of us you know working working under that umbrella there like yeah and you have to hand it to tom and his team there like it's a very smooth operation there's no fuss there's oh, no, there, you know there's no drama everybody has a job to do and they know exactly what they're doing don't they unbelievable they're yeah they're so so good aren't they and they, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's, it's the well I've machine at this stage nearly well known. I get one bollock of Pirelli off Tom, and other than that, then it's it's a handy weekend every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just the thing I find there's never there's never an issue. Like everything everything is fixable, and yeah, I haven't seen a problem yet. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. The man himself, Tom, doesn't seem to get you know in a fluster at all. Yeah, he just he just deals with it, and and then you know you know pressure comes on as a competitor and stuff, and but he just makes it he he just cools it all down and makes makes it okay, like which is mm-hmm. great because you can't have someone that gets too excited in those situations because it's just going to drive the whole situation mm-hmm. out of control. But Tom definitely knows how to, you know, he's around he's around long enough, and yeah, it's a it's a nice nice place to rally out of for sure. 
and like and and, and they, like you know the three different makes of cars there too like you know it must be a head rate for him like you know what sentence for this and what sentence for that. you know the, the the information he must carry about with him it, it must be like a head melter come night time yeah I, I don't know how he does it like it's, it's funny i remember being on the phone to you or on, on this podcast was it two years ago the, the weekend we won Galway two years ago yeah and the Hyundai, just after kind of getting that sorted back then, you know, um, and that was the first Hyundai he had in, in the workshop. Um, and he suppose he, he just learned whatever he had to learn about it and, and brought it from a position where when we got it, we couldn't do anything with it really. Then to suddenly um, we won the Tarmac Championship and Josh won the National that year as well. Um, and now I suppose that's the one that gives, gives us confidence really that, you know, you feel like you're a little bit back in the same position again. It's a brand new car again. You have to try and uh, figure it out again uh, for Irish tarmac and all the rest and the bumps and everything else that goes with it. But you'd kind of be saying, well, look, at exactly as Mike you said, Tom takes it on his stride and um, doesn't get worked up about it. And you're just fairly sure that um, the car got better all weekend. We'll probably do a test in a couple of weeks' time. It'll be better again there, I'm sure. And then we'll go to West Cork and I'm sure it'll be better again. Then, again. So um, it's the one good thing about the whole thing that you just... You um you have that confidence in Tom, like you know that that th- things will definitely get better, like. Mm-hmm. And like we go back to Galway, like right from the get go on Saturday, like yes, the, you know the you know the pace at the front, but right throughout the, the top ten, we keep saying about the strength and depth and numbers, like you know, if you had an issue at all, you dropped from second or third, you were suddenly you were seventh or eighth, like that just you know, <laughs> you know, and that continued right through the weekend. Like Desi Henry was coming at you there on Sunday morning, and like it was tenths of seconds, like one tenth, two tenths. Then you just were taking two tenths back off him. Like that must be epic rallying, like to be involved in that there. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like we were obviously at the start, we were, we were looking obviously at Keith and, and Matt and, and Callum, and then suddenly it looked like Keith was getting away from us, and so we were kind of looking at Callum. Then suddenly he leapfrogged us on Saturday afternoon, um. So then you're out Sunday morning thinking, okay, right, can we jump Callum back? Next minute, Desi Henry is, is right behind us. He's two seconds off us. And you're kind of saying, geez, better, better stay ahead of Desi now. Um, and it was, it was the same there with, with, um, with Desi at the end. Then he, he had a small mistake on the last page and he shouldn't. It suddenly went from trying to be third and to, I think it was his sixth in the end, fifth or sixth in the end. So, yeah, sixth, I think he was in the end. So, um, you know, it's amazing how quick, exactly you said, a small mistake just, just brings it back so far. Um, so every between all of us, there we're all jumping around back and forward, and that's kind of like I said, you know, that that's part of the reason as well, like where you're just so trying to be so careful on all the junctions, and everything, because you know if you get stuck in a ditch or whatever it is, or get beached somewhere, and you lose thirty seconds, well, that as you said, that could be a difference between a podium and six or seven placed overall. Like so, mm-hmm. um, so important to try and stay, stay stay clean, you know, with, with that kind of numbers behind you and and quality behind you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like make it that you know that must be like for a driver to judge the braking for every junction for you know you know get the power down going out of every junction to you know to think if I mess this up I could drop from first to, to fourth or whatever you know like that a few years ago you could have probably got away with that and you know lost 10 15 seconds and you might not even have dropped the place you maybe drop one place but like it just shows you the level where Irish rallying at at the moment. Yeah, just a couple of topics on that. You actually took the words out of my mouth. The the braking was the big fear because, as Andy was saying earlier about the surface, that it's this like kind of mashed in clay surface that comes even 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 when it gets dry. That that clay stuff is still left, and it is like glass. Uh, that's that's what we would call it for in a place like that. It it, it is absolute glass. 
uh, and the break is so late, and everything now at that level is gone to such such a level. There's like very little left, which brings me on to the topic of uh, spectators and some of the places you know that they were standing. I wish I wish uh, a lot of people could actually realize how close to the edge that this whole thing is. Um, I think that they take for granted that the cars are staying on the road as much as they are because we're so so close to to being out of control and i saw uh places at the weekend where we were coming coming down a big straight and i mean jumping on the brakes in the last the last foot like and i could see people ahead standing straight on in gateways and stuff in city places and they were they were doing a bit of a dance and i was kind of saying if you're getting that much of a fright you probably shouldn't be shouldn't be standing there because you can clearly see how dangerous it is because I can see you dancing around the driveway of that house. So you should probably move over. But but all I'm saying is that is that uh all these guys now in these R five cars and whatever cars, God's sake. But it's it's at such a level now that the percentage is there's such a small percentage left for marriage. You know for 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 that error. Uh, so people just be careful out there because it's um it is it, you know it's a dangerous sport we do. But yeah. And they would say you'd want to echo them sentiments as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Exactly what Mikey is saying there. Like, I suppose, I remember when maybe I was younger and I was watching rallies and stuff, you, you kind of look at the WRCs and the four-wheel drives as it was back then. I know it's more so rally fives and R2s, or rally twos and R5s now. But you just, you look at them and you kind of presume that they're on rails and you kind of presume that they're not going to go off. And, and maybe yeah, you might think oh, an S car because it moves more might be more chances of going off whatever but exactly as Mike has said all these cars are on the edge and, and it's exactly as Mike has said you nearly wish sometimes people could get a spin out of these cars and realise how close you are to, to not getting stopped and sometimes you know and and all the things that could go wrong you know and it, there's so many different things go wrong in terms of you know it, it could be a mechanical failure could be an issue with tyres, whatever it is, blowout, whatever it might be, brake line failure. It could be a late note from the navigator. It could be just kind of a bit too much speed. It could be a bad bump. It could be anything really that would just set the car off. Um, and once these jokes get away from you, hundred mile an hour, like it's just there's very little chance of getting them back again, you know. Uh, so, and be it an R5 car, rally two car, um, an S cart, uh, front wheel drive, whatever it might be, like I mean. A lot of these lads are right, right on the edge, and um, so I suppose, um, the, unfortunately, the, the problem with it is, is the people who realise that are the people maybe sometimes that that don't get a second chance, if you know what I mean, um, and and that's that's the unfortunate reality of the thing, um, so um, it's not until something goes wrong and and you're in that position that you realise. Christ, I shouldn't be in this position, you know, and it's, it's all too late then. So exactly as Mikey said, I just if 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 there's anyone listening now in terms of watching rallies and that, um, you know, it's just have a think about it and realize that, you know, these things can go anywhere. Um and it's funny, you know, um you kind of assume the drivers in control and everything else and then nothing's gonna go wrong. But say over us, particularly likes of jumps and that kind of stuff and bumpy stuff and all the rest. If the car gets away, it could go any direction. So there's no point in assuming it's going to go because it keep going to go the direction it's in. It could go anywhere, um, and you know you, you see the clips online yourself of, of cars nearly getting out of control, um, and, and people being just too close to, to where, where the where, where the cars are. So exactly as Mike said, you just ask people to be to be careful about it. You know, uh, um, and listen to the marshals and the officials. Like you know, 
they have the experience, they have the knowledge, you know, listen, you know, they're not, they're not doing it to, to spoil your day's fun. No, absolutely. And look, it's not a nice thing to be talking about or, or, or to be thinking about, but if something goes wrong and, uh, you know, you end up wherever, um, it's one thing ending up um, in the car yourself and you're hurt yourself, um, but it's a whole different ballgame if you get out of the car and respect the editor there. Um, and they're hard too. So, um, no one wants to get out um, and look at a spectator on the ground after being hurt. So, um, you know, it, it's that's it, funny. And, and when you talk to the lads, the drivers and stuff, a lot of time that's what's going through their mind more so than themselves, if you know what I mean. Because uh, you can live with the idea that if this goes wrong and we, we hit something, I could get hurt here. But it's very hard to live with the idea that I could go into a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. No one does that. Yeah. I, you know, and the, you know, as you say, like when you're in the car, you've kind of signed up for this, you know. But for the the casual spectator, yeah, just do do as you're told, basically, and that's the, the takeaway from that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we we're there, kind of at a choice, and we're we're with the driver that we know we're with, um, and we trust them. And you're kind of you're taking a calculated risk, if you know what I mean. And where and you have everything around you, of course. You have um, what's called you're strapped in belts, roll cage, helmets, the whole lot. If you're standing in in a field and a car comes into it and it comes at you, it's like you've nothing. So you know that's and people think maybe that you might jump out of the way in time. <laughs> you absolutely won't jump out of something coming at you 100 mile an hour. You'll, you'll freeze, mm-hmm. and, and that's unfortunately reality. Yeah, I guess like like once something a car starts rolling or something, there there's no rhyme or reason to the direction of travel. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had a big accident last year in Wales on a tarmac rally. Just all of a sudden. Uh, we were in control, and the next thing we were we were bar- barrel rolling down the road, head over heels. There was actually nobody even there, luckily, but uh, we were rolling on ditches and roads and driveways, and it was a, a big mess. But the whole thing has gone to a place where, uh, as everyone can see, it has gone really, really fast. I don't know, is it a combination of 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 different things, obviously technology and whatever else? But you know, the tires have gone to a place as well. The grip, you know, myself and Keith have spoken about it there recently and we're saying how like how has it gone so so fast you know like whatever about the we'll say the rally one cars but the downforce and whatever we don't have as much of it but i guess even if the modified cars we all share one thing in common and i suppose it's the uh tires that have become now mm. uh keith uncle dennis is funny he always talks about in the old days you know you were <clears throat> you were flying because you were going to the maximum you know, of what you had. You know, you could be doing 60, 70, 80 miles an hour and you're absolutely flying, but the tires were only keeping you on the road. You know, you know, you felt that the speed was way more than it actually was, but now, now it's gone to a place where, you know, there's probably more left than all those cars. Again, they're just, they're just incredibly fast. I mean, I'm looking at clips of, of all of us there from, from the weekend and you're going, Jesus did that actually happen? Were you actually in that car? Like it's absolutely <laughs> terrifying to look at. Um, but the grip and the speed that's possible is just obscene. But as Andy said, one small breakaway, one bit of gravel, one bit of like the weekend, that one bit of muck, there's nothing much left to kind of correct it. It's just gone. Um, and then, you know, you know, just gone could mean a number of different things. It's kind of a scary thought really, but you know, uh, also, it's not really fair to the competitor to, you know, to really have to think about that. Um, I know the stage isn't a racetrack, but it's the closest thing we have to a racetrack. So we should be able to treat it like a racetrack mm-hmm. and not have to go, oh, you know, there's a crowd of people there. And, oh, I have to break that bit earlier because, there's, you know, that's not exactly fair either on anyone. So, no. 
like, Maggie, you know, like, you talk about the speed you guys are going at, and like, you know, that's this is the rally two cars, like the the rally one cars in the world championship, like we see the, the, the you know the videos online and all that. They must be absolute rocket ships, like you know, like Warren Johnson and these guys sitting in them. Like that must be another level again. I it it has to be absolutely incredible and. The person who 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 gave me a real insight of what what those those cars were like was Craig Breen. Actually, we were doing recce for Wexford, and I I had to draw all of that information out of him that weekend to be like, what's it like in those cars, or whatever. And he's like, it is just ridiculous. And the most ridiculous thing is the the thing that stuck in my head out of that weekend that he told me was like he was like, the faster you go, the more grip you have. And I know that's that's common knowledge, whatever. But like. He's like, just think about that for a second. He's like, if I take this corner in fourth gear, I have X grip. But if I take it in fifth gear, you have even better grip. And it's like, what? Like, what? It's insane. So, yeah, I can only imagine. I don't know. And did you, 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 were in, you were in a 17 car, Andy, weren't you? I was, yeah, I, was in a seven, I never got the rally one car. I was in the 17 car with Craig. We did a, did a pre-event test in Finland and the pre-event test in Germany, I think it was. A couple of other bits and pieces, but... Yeah, awesome stuff altogether. Like I just like, remember doing Finland and stuck my head down at the start of the seven kilometer stage and lifted it at the end of it anyway. And we did that sure all morning, whatever, back and forward, back and forward. And um there was in the afternoon then and Craig said, Here, look at he said, um yeah, I I know the road at the stage, Andy, so there's no need to call notes anymore if you want to just look out the window and enjoy the view. I said, Yeah, that's fine anyway. I'd say I got around half a kilometer. I just said, I'm not looking at there anymore anyway. <laughs> really? <laughs> Stood the head back down. It is terrible, though, isn't it? It is, when you're not calling notes, it is terrifying. Terrifying. You've nothing to focus yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you, you just look at the window and go, Why do I want to look at this? Like, this is, oh my God. <laughs> I can show you how insane you are. It's probably off the ground more than yeah, on, the, yeah. on the ground. <laughs> and then going back to Galway, you know, like Mikey, like on Sunday morning, you know, you just got the head down and opened up a, a good gap again. Like, was there more there, or just a comfortable feeling in the car, or was that you know a, a real push on again? Uh, we went out and we had we had a decent push in the morning. Like it was. Uh, probably for the first time since since Saturday morning, we had the perfect tyre on again. I mean, the weather was a way off as far as I understand. It was supposed to be drying up. And it, even even checking the phone there Sunday morning, Saturday night, it was showing wind and kind of dryish. But it was it was absolutely pouring rain on Sunday. So going out, we had the absolute perfect tyre. And we were first car on the road as well, which was also a help. So we knew uh, the first, first loop that we could go hard because... You know, there was quite a lot of stuff being pulled out, as we saw the day before being the third car on the road. So we were like, OK, we have a little advantage here to to be first on the road. We only got one stage out of that because the second stage was cancelled. Um, We had we had the alarm going off in the car to stop because of a spectator issue, whatever. So that stage was gone. But uh, was there a bit more? Look, I don't want to speak for Keith. Uh, we, we were going we were going good and hard. Uh, We were going good and hard. But, you know, Keith has... He always seems to have something stashed up his sleeve, doesn't he? Um, and he pulls it out at the, the craziest of times, just 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 when you think there's nothing left. But um, I think there might have been something left. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's played a, a devious game there, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, the, the cuts, 
like was a thing that we you know we've seen you know from the the guys come over from you know to do the BRC and the Ulster and one thing or another. It's become a more and more in the Irish rally now, and I I I felt nearly go with that went up another level again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yo, go on, go go. I was I was only going to be talking rubbish tonight. <laughs> Um, no, no, like, yeah, there's there a good few places actually, right? It's funny enough, I, I thought the same myself that we would just seem to be in a bit more, more than maybe usual. But the problem with it, Kevin, like, is um, the first person goes in, everyone has to go in after them, really, you know. And if if someone has gone in and covered the road in muck, you're, you're better off just going in as well. Uh, and I think what happens is when they get someone as well with, with the likes of uh, Keith's experience running on top of the field and, and he's gone in the whole time, like, with, we, we have to follow him behind him, if you know what I mean, similar to the World Championship. Um, so, yeah, there's a good few places where, where, where you're well in, like, you know, um, and plenty of across the road. And uh, there were some there where you nearly be off the road altogether almost, like, you know, you're, you're going the whole way in and, and, and trying, to, trying to get away from it. But um, I suppose that whole thing of cutting, I think, is it's a whole, um, it's an art form in itself. Um, I, I, I spoke to after I did that rally with Mikko Hervin last year in Germany, and I just couldn't believe it. Kind of, you know, straight away he was just straight in the whole road and the vineyards and just cut, 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 cut all, all the way down along, you know. Um, and it's just a, it seems like a kind of different way of rallying, almost if you know what I mean. And that what you'd be used to when you start off here in Ireland. Uh, day one, you, you start, and the first thing you want to do is keep the car on the tarmac. <laughs> and you look at these guys, and that's the last place they want to be. <laughs> want to be anywhere on the tarmac. Well, <laughs> and like I suppose, Mike, if you don't do the cuts, you're out on the the, the pebbles nearly, and it'll, it'll, it'll fire you off the road nearly quicker. Yeah, um, my first big experience with that was in in Ypres in 2017. I mean, like if you're not cutting in, ridiculously cutting in, you're you're just nowhere, absolutely nowhere. And you know the Belgian guys, I'm just using as an example now, but they're out there, they're they're so so quick, and the places they're going is unreal. I remember I remember on a shakedown in 17. I had my phone in the pocket and the side door and uh, it was the corner that Kevin Abring had a huge role on the following day. It was it was used as a stage after the shakedown stage, but the hit was so hard inside in the cut, it broke the screen on my phone in the pocket and the door. One Just one hit on a like a third gear right-handed. There was such a belt. I smashed the whole screen on my iPhone that, that day, whatever it was, the Friday. And I was like, oh, my God, are we going to have to do this for a whole weekend? It is it is a whole other world. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of scary at times because you're you're putting a whole car onto grass at colossal speeds. And <laughs> it, it is a different thing and it takes a lot, a lot of practice. We've seen this in Donegal last year with the crossing of the tyres and, you know, the cutting now is becoming a, a, a thing now. Like, there's always something there to, to, to you know, get that extra chance to find that, that fraction of a second. You know, and as you said, the, the the line's so fine, but the the, the fineness of the line is getting pushed and pushed all the time. I know, I know. Racing is just like you know that in general, isn't it? There's always something. Um, I guess if me and Keith were to, you know, we could probably lose lose a bit of weight between us. We're two 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 big guys, and you know, if we were, I, like, I don't think we could be much much lighter. But you know, even the likes of that. You know, you could get get to ridiculous measures where you're like, "Oh, that could be the equivalent of a of, of a wheel in the car," which is an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah, you could go to town on on everything really. It's uh, you know, like another thing that Craig uh told me was that you know the level the level of video work that the guys at the World Championship are doing say, um, they're literally learning you know learning it off by heart. 
right. learning it off by heart. Um, mm. um, we 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 wrecked the stage in Wexford, and we did the first pass of the stage, and we came to the start, and and he asked me to to open open the stage that we had just done, and to see could he recite it back to me. And he actually recited about I'd want to say ninety percent of that whole stage back to me. I was like, I was looking over my shoulder, going, "Is he?" I, I'm like, you know, being punked or something, like because yeah. this is like I'm being, you know, done on the street or something. He recited ninety percent of that stage, the whole thing back to me. That's that's the level that you know the uh, guys are at. They can memorize it after one pass. I could not believe it. I was blown away. Uh -huh. That is crazy, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, that's a fact. I'm uh, telling you that. That's yeah. the honest truth. Yeah, and like that's probably you know we even see that now at home too. Like the you know the, looking at the phone now between stages, going through the stages, you know, like the the, the, the level of professionalism here is every year's ratcheting up, ratcheting up, and you know, great to see that our guys are. We feel now like your your legs are yourselves there. You can go to the BRC and be winners, and like the you know Wall Crichton and these guys going on to the world stage and being you know being winners there. Irish rallying is as good as anywhere. It is. Irish rallying is way up there. Irish rallying, I, I regard Irish rallying so high, and especially even even the guys in the modified cards. I, like, <laughs> I mean, Ireland is where it's at. Yeah. Ireland is absolutely where it's at in that scene. Like, you know, even going back 20 years ago, we had, was it was it the most amount of world rally cars anywhere in the world? <laughs> Ireland is, is where it's at. And we were just saying there, like you know, with the the, the crossing the tires and all, you know, and now the cuts and like even the DVD work and all, it's every year there's just like always trying to find that tenth, the fraction of a second, and that's just getting pushed further and further. But it proves that Irish rallying is as good as anywhere in the world. Yeah, I I think so. Anyway, I think the pace is as good here as anything I've seen elsewhere. Anyway, you know, um, not that I've done a massive amount of high level rallying around the world, but. You know, do a couple rallies in Belgium, Italy, France, Germany, around there. I reckon. I think the pace here is as good as you'll see anywhere. You know, um, definitely the way the lads are approaching now. All the lads, the, the likes of Keith and Callum and Josh and, and everyone and Sam and everyone, everyone's gone so professional about it. Um, you know, gone are the days of doing a couple of passes, recce, getting a few points, and you know, um, up in the morning and 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 on you go. Um. As as you said, you know, it's all about DVD work. Um, it's all about the recce. And then on the day, then, it's all about tyre choice. It's about lines. Uh, it's about cuts. All, all that type of stuff, you know. Um, and trying to get all that together. And then, of course, then, it's about the car. It's about the team behind the car, like Thomas, we spoke about earlier and all that. So it takes so much um, to get to the level now um, compared to, I, I think, maybe where it would have been um, maybe... Uh, a number of years ago, uh, it was a bit more about just jump in and go. I, I think that that element is gone now. But that said, I think I think Mikey mentioned earlier on, um, the one thing that is there is um, I think that that level of bravery that it takes now from from the drivers, um, and you see it in, in in the top level. Sometimes when you're sitting there, you can't believe that they just chanced what they did. If you know what I mean, like. Uh, uh, you're coming down someplace, and Mikey remembered some of the spots at the weekend, like where you're coming down along flat out on the limiter, and, and you're, you're coming to bends. You're thinking it's probably flat. It might be. It might not be. And the lads are hesitating, and they're just straight around it, like. Um, and I think the likes of Keith again, as I said, they're on like brings another level to that as well. And Matt, no, no different as well, coming over. Um, 
the fresh blood bringing it in, into the championship, I think, raises the whole thing another level. Uh, and then people have to say, OK, we have to take the next level of chance again now and, and see how that goes and see if we we'll make that work. Yeah, because, you know, we, we always say about Craig that he brought this, you know, he, he reached it up the level in 2019 and the, he brought the Irish Rally into a, a new level into a new audience. And like to have Keith and Matt here now in uh, 24, that's going to uh, broaden the appeal once again. And the, the crowds we've seen just proved that at the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all these names make a big difference. So it make, as I said earlier on, it makes it, it, makes it exciting. Um, you know, and um, I'm sure what will happen later on in the year is the first of the Toyotas, uh, rally two cars will probably land on and, and maybe some of the new Skodas. And that will add another kind of dimension to it again, you know, um, and people get to see those. But it's exactly like you said, it's the likes of Craig Common in 19, it's the likes of Keith Common, um, the likes of Matt Common. That's what makes the championship really, you know. And it kind of just reminds you of those days going back 20 years ago when Jimmy McRae and the likes of those guys used to come over here and race in Circuit Verde and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's great to see, you know, those big names coming. Yeah. And, you know, the big names are our home names as well, too, which is, you know, we're not, you know, reliant on the, the, the stars coming from overseas. Our guys is as good as anybody. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the big thing about it, that we're able to give them a race, <laughs> you know. So, um, like when, when Craig came, like he, he would have said himself, he, he got a good race, like you know. Yeah. I know, I know, he won the championship in the end, but uh, he, he absolutely, he, he obviously, he, he always said that he, he got a good race there. And you know, I suppose that that's the the plan for for us this year. Um, yeah, it's not going to be easy to beat um, to be Keith or, or Matt for that matter, but um, we certainly won't go down without a fight anyway. And <laughs> try and push him on, but anyway, I don't like to give Mikey anything too easy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't give a compliment anyway, so. <laughs> and Mike, maybe we'll start up not then with yourself. Like you know, to finally roll over the finish line, you should, you know, you should the winners, you spread the champagne, yeah. and like you know, that's just back Irish rallying. And like, was that as sweet as any of the other victories in the BRC or anywhere else? Yeah, it was because you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've been obsessed with rallying since I was since I was a little kid. I think I was at my first rally when I was seven or eight months old um, as, as a, a tiny little baby. But as Andy said there, Andy's, Andy's uh, showing our age. No, 20 years ago, Andy, we were watching S10s. <laughs> this is about 40 years ago since Jimmy came. But, but that, isn't that an absolutely frightening thing? Like, I can remember being up here. I was up up in Galway uh, watching my first my first Galway in 06 and I remember McGarrity was there in the silver S11 and Donnelly in the Corolla to think that that's 20 years ago almost now is just yeah. absolutely terrifying <laughs> really and truly yeah. you know? do you think I feel I remember Jimmy McRae in the silver Chevette since I got away the silver Chevette <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was rallying with Jimmy McRae myself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like we you know this is going to be a golden era like you know we talk about you know the world cars and you know donnelly and the corolla and one thing and the other there was maybe two or three guys there that you know that there was a, a good race and then there, you know there was then there was a gap to the rest this now at the minute there is these eight or ten guys that are going to be like nip and top we talked earlier you know if you had a spin or anything, you, you drop three or four places like this is in 10 years, 20 years' time, we're going to be looking back and going, do you remember them, you know, back in the 20s, that was the time? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't even answer your question <laughs> just there a second ago. But, yeah, it was it was awfully special. Because of all those times, looking at them, 
and to be on the ramp the other day after winning winning the Galway Rally, you know, it wasn't we'll say in sixteen we were we were you know, second overall, but we won the championship, you know, but we did actually win the rally. But to to win the rally the, the other day was kind of special. Going, well, I've been watching this, I've been watching this my whole life as a kid, dreaming of this, and I was like, here we are now. So yeah, it was it was amazing, yeah, and hopefully it would be a golden era. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And then, you know, next in the plans in uh, West Cork for yourselves, uh, Nandi? Um, yeah, I'm over to Riponia next weekend with Barry McKenna in the BDA. Um, Josh will go to uh, Mayo then with Keats in the National, first on the National. And then the two will go to West Cork then, um, obviously for second round of the championship. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, look, at it, 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 it'll do no harm to get, for Josh to get another day in the car in Mayo. And hopefully make another few changes there and get and uh, get more used to it again and get more settled into it again um, and then try and give the boys a race in a uh, match palette in, in West Cork in the meantime I'm going over to Riponia to see what these BDAs are all about um, <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to that actually to see what that's like uh, and sure with Barry anyway it'll be exciting anyway it always is with Barry so. <laughs> that's for sure and um, Mikey then to finish up yourself um, you were going into uh, Galway sort of like a Unknown, almost, you know, how they're going to settle into the new car. Everybody knows now what you have, and uh, there's going to be a, a target in the back. Then, you know, does that face you or you know, bring it on? I know, you know, I think that's that's a healthy thing. You know, you need that, uh, going to any any championship, any rally, whatever. Uh, West Cork, we, we, had, we had a great run in West Cork all that time ago. Uh, Keith likes West Cork, so at the moment, we're, we're heading for West Cork and we'll be heading for the circuit, we'll be heading for, for, for Clarity, hopefully, all going well. Um, but no, we're 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 up for a challenge in West Cork. Yeah, happy days. Huge thank you to Mikey and Andy there, like two of our podium uh, winners uh, from the Galway. Fantastic! And Kevin, you also got a chance to catch up with Frank Kelly. Very happy and very tired. <laughs> <laughs> I were over the moon. Uh, definitely didn't expect it. Um, heading to Galway. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize it's the first time I've done Galway International. Uh, as I kept saying over the weekend, I've always thought it wasn't a really good idea to go to Galway in February. I mean, what, what would you be doing in Galway in February? Uh, one of the stone walls and one thing in another. But uh, now we decided to register for the Tarmac Championship. Um, haven't really done a championship in 10 years and thought maybe we'll do one championship before it's too late. And uh, the way things worked out this year, um, after what I did in the Circuit of Ireland last year, thought that's me in the Circuit of Ireland finished. Just I have no luck in the Circuit of Ireland. Leave it. Never do it again and you'll be a happy man. And then uh, just before Christmas, a uh, road closing order came on on my road. <laughs> so the, the stage is going to, one of the stages is going past my little gate posts. And like, I can't let that rally happen and me not be in it. I can't sit watching people rallying around my road. So we decided, right, well, all right, Lauren says, you're, we're doing the circuit of Ireland. She says, we are, we're not going to let them rally past the house and not do it. And then uh, she says, well, hopefully West Cork, hopefully do Donegal. Cork 20 was probably one of the best rallies we did last year. We would do it again. And she says, well, why don't we go to Galway and start that and do that championship? So Sean Hayes now the manager of the Irish Tarmac Championship, or the coordinator, or whatever you want to call it. So he's a good buddy of mine, and I got in touch with him and uh, told me that where to register and all that kind of wreck. So we did that over Christmas and committed to it. So Galway was the first step in the door for it, and uh, what a baptism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, as you say, you'd never done Galway before. But like it has its it's it's unique to the the, the championship that like, it's completely different from every other rally. Like as you say, the stone walls, the greasy conditions. But like what an event the club put on! 
I I don't mean this in a bad way, but I had misunder I'd really underestimated how big a rally the Galway International is. Like it was there was a Donegal atmosphere about it. Um, you know, this crowd of spectators on in shitty February weather uh, mm-hmm. and the, the amount of cars parked down the street, the roads, uh, the, the amount of stuff outside the service area, the, the fantastic tarmac service area we had. Um I, I was blown away. I was thinking, Jesus, this has been happening for the, all the years I've been rallying. I didn't know about it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it just goes to show, you know, you think you know it all. But mm-hmm. uh, no, going down, going down the road, we thought there wasn't a massive uh, modified entry on in a rally total, probably because it's more of a four-wheel drive carrying or, or weather. But uh, what was there was quality. And I thought, you know, if we box clever, we could maybe get a top five here. You know, maybe if there's a few retirements, we'll maybe get a top three. You know, just if we box clever, and uh, it felt good from the word get go. You know, we went with Cooper soft on the back and uh, a wet tire in the front with us an intercut on it, a wet compound with an intercut on it, and uh, car felt great. Even though the road was very muddy and very, it got caked as this rally went on. But you know, I, I was getting more grip than my eyes was telling me I was going to get. So you know. Just started to go with that, and and you know we we're going far better than we thought, and and I sort of blotted my copy book. The only real mistake I made all weekend uh, was near the end of the first stage. We were catching the car, and I got a bit of red mist, and was sucking it on them. And we're only maybe two kilometers from the finish, the finish the stage or less into a hairpin, and uh, just went too deep into it, spun on the gravel, pointing back the way I come, and stalled, and faffed about trying to start the car. As I've moved the steering switch onto the center console uh, over the winter, and I forgot where I put it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a senior moment. Uh, about, well, why, why is it not on the steering wheel anymore? I oh, just put it down there. <laughs> so I, I probably cost myself eight to ten seconds, which would have put us, you know, in around the top three times. And I thought, hey, that was that was going to be all right. You know, maybe we will be all right here. And stage two, unfortunately, we weren't far into it and stopped with a blockage. But then after that. Uh, we really get into a rhythm. We seemed to have the right tyres on at the right time. The more the stage ran, it got a bit drier, but it got very greasy. You know, the second pass of the stages was usually slower than the first pass mm-hmm. because of the, the amount of slime that was pulled along, you know. But that was sort of my territory. It seemed to work for me. <laughs> you know, I was happy to be hanging out of hedges everywhere left, right and centre. And it seemed to work and, and we just kept going with it. I was having a ball and the times were decent and... um. Obviously, Mark Alcorn had the problem uh, two stages from the end, or second last stage on, on Saturday. And uh, there we are fighting Rodney Wilton for the overnight lead and uh, and Connor, Connor uh, Murphy and John Cahill. They weren't far behind. Uh, I knew they were going to come strong on the, on the next day, but it left us leading overnight, uh, you know, and thought, Jesus, how did this happen? <laughs> this wasn't part of the deal. Uh, you know, this was uh, not part of the deal. It was almost like a throwback to 10 years ago, yourself and Rodney Walton, you know, fighting for the two-wheel drive. Like, great to see Rodney it, back as well. I, it's good not to be the only old boy down there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody to help me pick up the young lads. Uh, but, like, 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 Connor Murphy, I've raced against his dad for years, you know, and you think, oh, Jesus. Here we have Chris O'Callaghan, I've raced against his dad. Now, young Murphy, I've been raced against his dad. So, somebody's trying to tell me something here. <laughs> But, like, you know, Sunday morning come, you know, you expected the onslaught from Murphy, and it come, like, he put in some stormer in the first stage Sunday morning. Yeah, he did. For starters, we're expecting dry weather. <laughs> Every yeah. app in Gal- Galway said zero rain. 
Yeah. And it just pissed. Yeah. <laughs> walked out and the, the I was going to say the B&B, &B, it was actually just a B because they don't do breakfast anymore. I don't know why they call it the B. <laughs> it was a B. We, we walked out of the B. I, there was no, oh, there, it was just pissing. It was dark and it was pissing. It was cold. And I went, what? And then the name of Jesus is happening here. So that was it. I thought, well, listen, I knew a slightly different terrain on Sunday. Um, you know, uh, what way how you describe them? More rugged stages. Uh, and I knew they probably wouldn't be as muddy, but they'd be a lot wetter with that rain. So they were going to be a different challenge from the day before. Uh, and I knew that Connor, like I'd said to Connor the day before, you know, he couldn't. He was saying to me and Rodney, you know, Jesus, you're putting in blind speed. And I said, to be fair, Connor, we're not. It's just you're not going as hard as you normally do, <laughs> you know. And and he was he was struggling with setup and maybe tire choices and stuff. And he was just not getting into his his, his stride, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> but by Jesus, he had to stride Sunday morning. He just wiped me and Rodney both. Like we had twenty seconds on him overnight. And I think he took 17 or 18 of them back in the first stage of Sunday morning. Uh, wiped both of us. And I thought, right, yeah, I was, I was, I was actually, I was really happy with our run through that stage. Felt I did it well. Felt it was all right with my tire choice. Uh, and I thought, no, that went all right. And Lauren was happy enough. And we're down the road and she's checking time. She says, oh, we took five, I think, off Rodney or four or five of Rodney. And I said, right, Frig, we must, you know, we're, we're in the groove again. We're flying. And it's just, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna believe this. Connor Murphy has taken 17 of us. I said, You're shitting me, he's found a shortcut. <laughs> so that was that. And I thought, well, listen, we were expecting to come back. Maybe not as quick as that, but we're expecting to come back. So I thought this is gonna make it interesting. So you know what seesawed the whole day. We we never took that amount of time off us again, but he was fit to take time off us. Uh, and then you know, as the day went on, the middle loop now I I I went full wets all around and it was the wrong choice, and we struggled completely in Elliot the tires. Uh, and struggled to get through the second stage of the loop. So I was amazed that we didn't lose more time. And then in the last service, it was, we were 11 down on, uh, no, no, we were, that was the, like, the last stage. Uh, we were we were down in both the lads. We were back to third. And uh, I thought, I'm not going to, you know, it's still damp, it's still drizzly. They'll most likely go out in inters or wets or whatever. And I thought, let's just go something different because we're going to, we're not, we're going to stay third by the looks of it. And it's well back to fourth. We may as well be a minute behind the lads in third instead of two seconds behind them in third. Mm -hmm. So I thought, right, we'll put slicks on. <laughs> so put soft slicks in the back, uh, a wet slick, which Cooper do a, a traditionally your, your slick tire, but in a wet compound. And then I put a nick myself and each, uh, nicked each front and rears and went out on that. Um, didn't seem the wisest thing in the world, but it worked. It worked. We had, we had to get in Rodney then. Mm -hmm. And we were uh, we were pinning Connor back to not be taking in as much much time off us. But getting to that last stage, it, it was more of a push to stay ahead of Rodney. To be fair, because Rodney was had put on a serious time in that stage before with the spin. Uh, so I knew he was going to come back harder on the last stage. So we went at it. Uh, we had a wee pep talk at the beginning of it, and it was, we agreed, do or die, uh, go for it, and see what happens. Uh, no guts, no glory, and all that bullshit. Uh, and it worked. We had a real good run through it um, and got, got an hour look a bit out of Rodney, so it left us comfortable. And the finish thing, we waited for Connor to come over the line, and that, he came over the line, and, and Lauren went to the navigator, and she says, yeah, they've had it. You have it, you know. And I went up and congratulated him. And he says, there's something not right. The car's down in power. And he went to start her, and she wouldn't start. Uh, and I says, listen, sure, you know, between us, we'll all get you in the road, and that would be grand. So, 
two minutes later, then uh, somebody came down and told me, he said, no, you've, you've won two-wheel drive. You've won the modified, the uh, times is up, and then went back to the co-driver again, and he uh, just got flustered in the timing. And it turned out we had won it by four seconds. So <laughs> that was a surprise. Now. That was definitely a surprise. It was a lovely feeling, but I felt mm-hmm. sorry for Connor and Sean because they put in a fierce push all, all, all of Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, and really put in, really put in times. You know that that them them lads have arrived. Yeah. I know they haven't had the the win yet, mm-hmm. but they've arrived. You know, the, the, it's just a matter of when, not if. Yeah, I, because they are one of those times you'll always check. You know, they're, they're the Kevin Eves. You know that they're in that caliber. They're going to be the times you're going to be looking at that when you're looking for the modified yeah. guys, aren't they? Without a doubt, you know. And like then, you know, like the true sportsman that you are, and all too. You weren't going to leave him at the end of the stage. He was going to be brought in. There was going to be no man left behind, as we always say. Well, that stage he was tied on already, so I had no option. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, you know the way it works in modified rallying. Uh, everybody helps everybody, and I think that's down to a man. Everybody helps everybody. So, uh, although I did give him a bit of a slag, and he's shite on a tow rope. <laughs> he's a good player, but he's shite on a tow rope. <laughs> You've had more practice than we've got. <laughs> More practice is right. He says you can tell you weren't brought up on a farm, you buggery. <laughs> and that last stage was Chrissy Franklin out of the, at the the cage for a wee while. He made a few appearances. Now he made a few appearances, and he, he got out of hand a couple of times. But you know, I didn't. I wouldn't say it was complete yet. So Frank, uh, <laughs> you know, I felt within myself. I felt we were all right. You know, but I, I feel that a lot before we had something. Um, you know, we only. That 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 screw up in the first stage uh, was my only mistake of the weekend, which is is you know I can usually do a screw up like at every stage, and we were just having to come up the road, and and Lauren says there wasn't really any time the whole weekend that I felt that we weren't going to get stopped for things. She says I did think you were going very deep and stuff, but she said then I could feel the car hunkering down, mm-hmm. uh, so I knew we were all right, you know. But like it's some bravery when you think about it, Kevin, the person beside you sitting. Saying, you know, and their head break you past it, break you past it, break you past it. You know? <laughs> and sometimes I'm talking to the car and me and we head when, we're, when I'm breaking, thinking, slow down, you bastard, slow down, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll never make a navigator anyway? <laughs> uh, absolutely not. Now, would somebody said that to Lauren yesterday in service, when is she going to start driving? And she says, uh, he makes it look that difficult. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever do. <laughs> And I says, well, vice versa. I says, she makes calling notes so difficult that there's no way I could do it because I could literally see a number, a, a three right on the, on the on the paper and call five left. You know, just <laughs> would be completely disastrous. She would need somebody that could call, could, could call notes with her. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, that feeling coming off the last stage, you know, we spoke to about this before, like to win the rally, to, you know, have the, the as close to a perfect rally as probably as possible. That, to ha- share that along with your daughter, it is... That's something that money can't buy. A uh, special, special feeling. I've talked about it before, and it's it's hard for me in that moment to not get all gooey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, I say things to her, and you know, it's between me and her. And then she bloody posts it up. You know, <laughs> at some in car to get in car because you get over the stage, you immediately forget the in car's on, and and she she probably fucking embarrassed me as usual, but. Uh, Ah, listen, it's all from the heart. She's mm-hmm. she's a golden child and she's she's unbelievable at her job. Lauren is I said it before, she's just an unbelievable co driver and, and a great person and, and you know good gear and a good all around girl, very proud of her, very, very proud of her. 
for sure, for sure. And that's Galway over. So West Cork next on the agenda then to continue on with the championship. Aye. I've been there loads of times, and uh, mm -hmm. as you well know, it's completely different for me from than from uh, from Galway. Um, so I'm fairly familiar with the whole terrain. Uh, you know, going back to Galway, I, I think our recce was massive, uh, a massive help for us. We put a lot of effort in there, and again, Lauren, Lauren is very educated for a you know for a young woman on bringing her bit to the table too. You know, it's great to see hear her coming. You know, I think we should mark this this you know because then it's less for you to take in, and you'll know what it is and. You know, we stupid names that we had for things, you know. Um, you know, there's a, <laughs> we had a I think it was a six left at the horse. <laughs> you know, and the horse wasn't gonna be in the field, the horse wasn't gonna be there. No. You know, and uh, she says, But you'll remember that. And I and she was right. I remembered that corner where the horse was at because the horse should have fed off the grass verge and the a straw was dropped on the grass verge on the road from, but it had spread over the road. So as well as mud, there was straw, it was the ideal corner to crash on. Yes. And I see on videos there's a few guys went off on. So it was I think it was the six left of the horse and I knew exactly what she meant. Uh -huh. You know, just <laughs> the stupid things that she puts in notes for me that she knows that I will identify with or or remember. Uh so I the the, the Racky for Galway just made a massive was a massive help to having not been there before. We'll try and use that again in West Cork. You know, ring is usually a traditionally ring and I love ring. And if it's a dry ring and the right tires, it's just an unbelievable stage. So looking really looking forward to that. Uh, it's gonna be three days this year, so there'll be a bit of extra effort on the recce too. Uh, there's a mm -hmm. couple of night stages, which obviously you can't put in landmarks that you would normally put in. You have to you have to go more for a field than what you can see. So uh, I wouldn't be a massive fan of rally in the dark, but then I never really had brilliant lights to be fair. <laughs> Probably now that good lights a lot of the book and eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, but there'll be there'll be uh, obviously there'll be a phenomenal entry and a, a real good contingent of uh, modified cars there, so it'll be a, a reality check, no doubt. But yeah. hey, listen, you know these these two and three day events are, are tougher to get through, and to have your car mechanically survive, you know we were very lucky. Tires and fuel, spanner checks, that was it. Um, Gary Fowler from Nemesis Autosport was servicing for us and looking after us just in these bigger events you need so many help so um the great great lad knows his way around an escort and that uh, was for to keep everything right and you know just keeping an eye on stuff you, you would need to keep an eye on you know so it gave me a bit of a chance to, to cut tires and stuff and look after what tires are putting on and not worry so much about the car you know uh once again frank you know he can tell the story there's no doubt about it uh like what a brilliant event him and self and lauren had and then I also got a chance to catch up with the, the RC four guys. Then it was Ryan McHugh, Keelan Grogan. What a battle they had! And Joe Kelly too took a fantastic third overall in the RC four category. You know, brilliant. Uh, so let's hear from the boys. The battle at the front it was intense in Galway, but it was nowhere near as intense as the battle in uh, the Rally four category. Ryan, you come away with the one, but could I want to anybody at the finish? Yeah, definitely, Kevin. Um, it was tight. All weekend, um, Keelan now was uh, took a lot of time out of me in the middle loop on Sunday, but uh, apart from that, it was tens of seconds, not even seconds. So uh, yeah, it was, it was class racing. It was picking off where it uh, started last year, nearly. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, I think that's what you want. That you know the, that that must be a, like an absolute joy to be involved in all that as well. Oh, definitely, it's just it's where you want to be. Everyone's bringing on. I think everyone's got quicker from last year, like, um, 
I run had a good run in the class, like uh Chelsea Keelan, Joe, Keen Caldwell. I was first time really writing a full a full set of notes last weekend as well. So yeah, it was different now, but uh yeah, it didn't take long to come on to it, like it was grand. Mm-hmm. And like Keelan, you know, like we've seen your pace last year and like as, as as Ryan said there, like this drives everybody forward. Like this pushes you to to, to dig even deeper. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely the most intense weekends racing I ever had. Like um from the word go, I think I think it was maybe a tenth of a second between us in the first stage. So once I seen that I was like I kinda knew where it was gonna go, you know. <laughs> but um no fair play to Ryan. He he really pulled it out of the bag on the last the last two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was great, yeah. Yeah, because like you know, from the from it's like that, you can't lift. You know, there's no back off. Every corner you have to attack it. You have to get every corner right. Like that must be intense, but it must be so pleasurable, pleasurable to come off a stage and just feel that you give it all. It is, yeah, and it was tricky, I suppose, in Galway because it was so, the conditions were so challenging. Like you know, it was it was wet and it was dry and mucky and gravelly and. Sometimes all of that in one stage, so that makes it for doesn't make it easy. But I suppose when you're on the limit, it's nearly the easiest way to drive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're just giving it all. Yeah, and like Joe, like your first time back in the car since the down rally, that's what you know, six seven months ago. Like you were back at it and going hard right from the get go. That must have give you good confidence now for the year ahead. I definitely haven't. Like we went into thinking like it'll take us a while to bed in here, but came off the first stage and. We've seen that we weren't a million miles away, like so. Even after the first stage, we we knew we were back in the swing of things, and you know the confidence grew every every stage, and everything worked well. We're fairly happy now with the weekend, like. Mm-hmm. And like this rally four category, it is going from strength to strength. Like the the, the strength and like in numbers was fantastic there, and like on Saturday morning, and that continued right through. Like there was a few retirements, but most boys kept going. They may have had issues, but they they got back out under uh, rally two. And they, they were pushing to get good seat time and, you know, build up confidence in the car as well. Yeah, even like, I guess only two two years ago was my first rally in the Peugeot in, in Galway. Like, and I think there might, there might have been only like three or four of us there in rally four cars. And you look now, there's probably like, probably the guts of 10 there. Like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to see and everybody's, the pace is building all the time and everybody's getting quicker. And, you know, it, it's it's really good. Like, it's as, it's as good a racing as you'll get anywhere. Like. Yeah, because like you know, it, the overall battle, yes, it's fantastic, you know. But this is like tens of seconds, like you know, and when it's getting to that, like, do you feel that you're developing as a driver every time you go out as well? Definitely, like even you come off a stage there, and you, you know, like I was happy at the weekend there to be setting like even third fastest times. Like you're coming off and you're judging yourself there. At the, I was judging myself at the weekend there, off Ryan and Keelan, like, and you know, you're, there's one or two stages you might have been. Uh, well off them and then there was a couple of stages there maybe only you know five or six seconds like so you know as you can judge it off that and get a bit better and every stage you build the pace like you're you're i was happy after that so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and like ryan you know we spoke with a couple of times now before like you want to progress and make you know get better and better and better and like whenever you have guys nipping at you and taking a tent off you and you're taking a tent off them like you have to keep digging into yourself and finding more and more and more like even like you you know you said you're now writing your own notes does that make a difference i definitely um kevin it was a, a big learning curve like to do that and go away you know with so many surface changes and slappy and grippy in places like 
hardly nearly had to go looking for the grip the last day when you were breaking. I suppose I was kind of struggling a wee bit with it to get the grips with it at the start. But as the weekend went on, you know, you, you were learning all the time. And as you said there, like everyone in the class is definitely up to pace. Like I know my pace is definitely up anyway from Claire, hundred percent. Like so, um, that's what that's what you want, and that's where it needs to be. So, and everyone needs to be driving everybody on. And I'm sure now going to going to West Cork, it's going to be no different. Yeah, and even before you get to West Cork, I heard you saying yesterday you're you know you talked last year about trying out the gravel. Like, is that something that you're looking forward to as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, was working at the car there today to to get it uh, converted over to gravel. Um, so we're gonna go to O'Connell's testing maybe next weekend before the rally in Clarney. I'm thinking of doing Clarney and Five Mile Town and then uh, going to West Cork. So yeah, we'll see. Um, I'd say uh, I'd say I'll get an eye opener now in Clarney, but uh, yeah, sure we'll know where we're at at least. Yeah, and like Keelan, you only really sampled gravel rolling for the first time last year. Like it, it is a steep learning curve, to, you know, to come from the tower onto the gravel. It is, yeah. I've probably done maybe four or five now at this stage, but uh, it's just as competitive on the gravel as it is on the tear in the in the rally four class. There's so many, there's so many, and you never know who's gonna who's gonna be quick on one rally to the next. Like it can change so much. But uh, no, I I enjoy the gravel now. It's good fun, and um, we're doing Killarney as well in two weeks time. I think it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward now to see how Ryan gets on. And like Joe, like you know, you've signed up to the Salantas Cup, and there's rounds of that on the gravel as well. Would the Clarny be something that be in your sights as well to get the the gravel experience built back up again? No, them two boys sound a bit more organised than me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, definitely need. I'm looking forward to getting back onto the gravel. I like I've I've done a good bit of gravel in the past, like, but it's been twenty twenty one's the last time I was on it, like, so probably do need to do something before. Before it starts, like, but I love the gravel. Like, it's 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 a great sensation driving on it, and definitely looking forward to getting back on it now. Yeah, because the, the, the you know the, the, there's a lot more movement in the car, there's a lot more sliding about, and it's maybe the, the outright you know outright speeds maybe not as high as what it is in tar, but it's very rewarding when you get it right. Definitely very rewarding. Now that's one of the big things about it. Um, no, as you say, like it's just looking forward to getting back on it. I, I I've never even driven that Peugeot on gravel, so it'll be interesting to see what it's like. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, and like you had a new car there at the weekend, like that was the latest spec. Like even the last seven months, is there a difference in you know the feel of the car and the upgrades? Does it do you feel a difference in when you're in the car? Ah, uh, definitely. There's a few upgrades on that car from the last car, it's the same as Keelan's car there with the traction management system and all on it. And even I ran Michelin tires there for the first time at the weekend and found a big difference with them too. So, yeah, just the car felt comfortable. We done a wee bit of testing and done a few changes from what setup we had from the old car and it, it felt a lot more comfortable and bumps in that than it did previously so just gave us that wee bit of confidence to to push on that bit more you know yeah and like ryan like, uh, the billy coleman nomination like that you know is helping you now the uh, you know for everything like for your fitness for your mental approach to rallying and all that do you feel it's helping you develop now like what you've got so far out of it yeah, well, as as Joe said there, like myself and Keelan probably met with Sean there at the start of the year and planned out our year and what we're going to do. And, you know, you just know what you're going to do and what rallies you're doing. And, yeah, look, it's uh, it's definitely a big help. We spent two days in uh, Dublin there a couple of weeks ago with the academy. And 
yeah, look, it's a big help. Uh, Derek Rannigan there helping with notes, like, and you know, William and Eamon and all them boys, like, getting to know them boys and getting experience off them. Like, that's what it's all about, and getting to know them boys as well. Like, it's you never know too many people. <laughs> no, because, like, you know, William and Liam have shown what's possible. Like, you know, you could be a world champion, you know, because of this ladder of progression that the, you know, the Rally Academy has put in place. And, like, that must be fantastic for a young guy like yourself coming up to see what, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, definitely. Like, look at the year that hit, that man had last year. Like, he won the Junior WRC. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, and now he's making the big step up to Rally 2 and the... Uh, in the WRC, like, and it's a massive, it's a massive step again, like, and uh, I'm sure he'll manage it fine, like, it's going well, like. Mm-hmm. And like, Keelan, you know, like, you know, you've been rallying, like, and, you know, with a kind of like a family based team up to now, and to get the, that, you know, input now from MA Academy, like, this is not just, you know, the, the driving of the car, this is the whole package, like, you know, this over the whole year will make such a difference to you as a a person and a driver. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely there's a there's a really good team of people there. And um even the, the members of the academy, you know, as Ryan said, William and Eamon and Josh, you can learn from them even like. But um yeah, the preparation now over the last few weeks before Galway, I don't think I've probably ever been as prepared for a rally as I was this weekend, like and I suppose it showed then in the in the result, like, you know, mm-hmm. um how we performed. Yeah, and it really seems to be a, such a good team. Like everybody seems to be very approachable. Everybody seems to be there to help each other. There's no, you know, oh, I, I'm doing my thing. Everybody's willing to share information. You know, if you need something, you can ring Eamon or you can ring Wool or you know, you can get on to the guys and they'll give you a bit of advice or a bit of guidance. Absolutely, yeah. Everyone is, I suppose, after the same thing. So they they've probably been through it before you as well. You know, if you're looking for advice, so they're always willing to help. Um. Yeah, it's a great team of people now. I'm really happy to be involved with it. Yeah. And like, Joe, I know you're not involved in the academy, but you get the benefit of it as well. You see what these other guys are doing and you put into practice what you see others doing as well. And that, you know, that helps develop you as well. Oh, exactly, Kevin. Like, last year, I was actually lucky enough. I got, I went to one of the development days with, with uh, they just invited me down one day. And I went down and like even just, we were in a classroom in UCD for the day. And even just to see the level of detail they go into, like it's, about everything it's phenomenal to see like and it's it's fantastic for the guys that are involved to be involved in you know we're lucky to have it in this country like and everybody should embrace it really yeah because like ryan this is like it's, it's world class you know there's no other two ways of putting it you know this is the envy of the world and to be involved in something like that you know like it must be great to have that that back up there for you as well yeah definitely as you were saying there about Everyone wants to help, like, and as Caden says, everyone has the same end goal, like, you know, everyone wants you to do as well as you possibly can and try and plan things. And, yeah, it's just, it's good to have that knowledge there, as Caden said, like, you you know, them boys have been there, done that. And, like, if you are fit to talk to them, well, you're half in your time of getting to the, getting to their point. That's because they'll tell you the mistakes that they made or the right way of doing stuff off from the word goal, like, so... No, it's definitely a big help now. And yeah, we're I'm looking forward to going up the next day again. We're doing more pace notes. So yeah, the more stuff like that that you and even uh, um learning off each other like as well, like, you know. So no, it's definitely a, it's definitely a step, like a stepping stone. So yeah. looking forward to it. 
Yeah, and like you know, at the, coming away from the weekend, like I know you haven't said you're not you know you're not part of the Stellantis Cup, but like you know, with the Pirelli back and all, you get you get not only won your class, you get a few pounds. All them things make a huge difference for you know for you getting out rallying. Oh yeah, definitely. Like um, I'd be fairly closer with David Moynihan, like and um, yeah, I can't thank him enough there for the weekend. Like I was even doing the rally, like and he's still down helping me pick tires. Like a couple of times, I was gonna stay on a wet, and he put me out on a slick, like and only for him, like I would have been, I would have been left behind, like so. No, I can't thank him enough, and yeah, two thousand euros is a massive prize to get, like, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not going to be easy to get it again. Uh, the Slantis Cup now starts in West Cork, and uh, I'm sure Owen Lloyd will be over as well. So uh, I'm sure he'll be no pushover. So yeah, these boys will be pushing hard, and yeah, we'll we'll try and go and rest them, and mm-hmm. we'll uh, give it our best shot anyway. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think you said there about Dave, you know, you know, like taking the time out, he's up there, you know, and you know, the you know, the top end, but still coming down and encouraging you to go brave with your tire choice and one thing and all. Like that that's fantastic. That and then whenever them tires work, it must, you know, be so rewarding for you as well, then too, getting that 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 buzz out of that that, you know, geez, I listened to this man, this work, this is great. Yeah, definitely. I uh I text him after the first stage after service when he put me on the slicks. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think he knew that it worked because uh, yeah, the road was bone dry, like, and uh, the muck was still there, but uh, no tire works on the muck, like. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of trying to understand that. But uh, yeah, no, definitely, like it was uh, some weekend, and it could have went anyone in the end up, like, and we were just lucky enough it went us, like, but. Keelan has beat me plenty of days in them battles, so I'll take this one. <laughs> one yeah, uh, Keelan, like, we'll talk a wee bit now about the Stellantis Cup. Like, this is, like, you know, such a great initiative from, you know, Racing Rally to get the manufacturers involved, to get Michelin involved, you know, real top quality brands is involved in making this championship. I Like, it's, it really is going to make a huge difference to Irish Rally, to British Rally as well. It's incredible, yeah, and you know, fair play to Raymond Moore and Racing Rally for getting it going up and off the ground. You know, um, yeah, there should be a lot of interest in it. There was a lot of Peugeots in Galway anyway, um, and it's kicking off in West Cork now in a few weeks' time. So, I think the base is probably only going to keep building. You know, everyone's probably a little rusty on the first one in Galway, but uh, once everyone gets a few miles into them, you know, it'll it'll take off again and it'll just keep going and going. I'd say. Mm-hmm. And like Joe, you were the first guy to go down the, the Persian route here in Ireland. Like to look around now and see the way it's developed. Like that must give you huge satisfaction that you were, you know, you were one of the first guys to make that jump. Uh, it does definitely, Kevin. You know, it, it shows. Uh, it's, it's definitely like I can't speak for the Fiesta because I've never driven it. We just jump straight into the future. Like, um, it's definitely a good car. Like, I I love it. Um, it's just it's and it's nice, you know. Even at the weekend, there they have there's a, a French guy there, wait a wee bit of bother on Saturday evening, and like straight away there was a, an engineer from Stellantis Motorsport over and was fit to find problems straight away on, on the laptop, like so. Things like that there make a big difference, you know, with the wee bit of support as well. So, you know, hopefully that'll carry on as well with things like that in the with the Stellantis Cup too. Like. Mm-hmm. I think Keelan to to be put in the shop window of a manufacturer. Like that has to help you develop, you know, to be seen by the right people. I suppose is the way I put it. 
yeah, they've really got a good uh, a good thing going, I think. Um, and it should give a, it's it's a good thing for Irish rallying in general, I think you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think it was needed in a way there wasn't much for young people. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I think a prize one like this, you know, on every rally, will uh, will definitely motivate everyone. I think to 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 get into it and get get going at it. Yeah, because like over the the last few years, Ireland has proved our drivers are as good and as capable as anybody in the world. And like to be, you know, yes, we're going to think you do around the rally car again that's around the Estelantis Cup, around the ERC to go and compete against, you know, the the, the cream of the young uh, crews coming up through Europe. That must be something you must be really looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably one of the most enjoyable ones I'd say I'm looking forward to anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see now how how everyone's pace is against the the ERC regulars. But I guess we'll just have to go and find out. <laughs> and and Joe, like to go there and compete, like Kara Diggin, like got rave reviews last year when it was around to the BRC, and like if if it's even a half as good a rally again this year, it will be epic. I uh, like I I actually went and done Kara Diggin two years ago now. And even that time, it was it was a phenomenal good rally. Like it's everything the way it was done, it's just fantastic. Like and it deserves every bit. Of, you know, it's it's the most deserving ERC rally out of any rally I've done probably. So it's uh, it's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. Is is the whole ERC thing and you know seeing what we're like against them. I suppose. Because I, I, the, the possibility of you know possibly nearly thirty, you know, rally four cars starting that rally, and that you know that's going to be massive yeah and even you know the buzz that about the town like the, the time we done it they do a super special down along the promenade and you know there'll be a whole buzz about the town and it's fantastic and the service park is in the heart of the town and everything so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a really nice rally to do and really looking forward to it so yeah and like i suppose like we should maybe just move touch back in galway again ryan the the club put on a great rally there at the weekend uh there's only one stage that didn't run at all but like the service area the, the stages it was a great rally and you know a fantastic buzz about it there was some serious crowds about it and there were some junctions it was more like Donegal and the start of the year yeah definitely I was actually just saying that there to Neil the crowds the crowds was mental there at the weekend like and uh yeah as you said only lost one stage like all weekend and yeah it was a well-run rally like and it was great stages and yeah it was just well organized from top to bottom and service area was good on tar like you couldn't ask for any better like so yeah so it's great start to the year for irish rally yeah uh keelan i suppose you'll have to echo that like you know that's as good a start to irish rally and that's a, a real advert for what what we have definitely yeah the weather never makes it easy for galway but then um, the stages were brilliant like there was they were so fast and committed in places and then there was you know the big jumps as well there was a lot of air miles this weekend <laughs> but uh no, they were brilliant, and yeah, as Ryan said, the service area was was top top notch. Like you know, you couldn't ask for better. Mm-hmm. And you know, Killarney now coming up in a couple of weeks back onto the gravel. You know, does that change the, the the mindset, or is it go hard from the word go? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we're probably. I'm. I'd still be learning in gravel. I'd. I'd say I've. I've done a bit, like, but not much. And uh, I'd say it'll be a bit about getting back into it again you know in Killarney but uh there's a few gravel rallies in the Stellantis Cup so I suppose it's kind of maybe a bit of a test for them to see 
see where we are again, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Ryan, like you, you know, you have to learn gravel and all that, but you're not going to give him too much breathing space either. I would say. <laughs> oh, I would just take it steady at the start, and I and well, there we ended, but. Uh, I I've only drove on the gravel once, like, and it was not wasn't it was it wasn't it wasn't even in my car, like. So, no, it's gonna be a big learning curve, like. It's uh, yeah, the pace probably won't be as high, like, but uh, I'd say it uh, if it's like the tar, it won't be long building up. Keelan, like you know, I suppose a huge part of rallying is you know getting uh guys to give you a few quid to help you you know to ease the burden and all. You have to give a word of thanks to your sponsors, I would say. Yeah, I, I don't have many myself now, but uh, the, the family one is the main one, you know. Dad helps out a lot. He was there all weekend, helping out here and there. And um, a few early mornings as well for him. But, you know, big thanks to him, I suppose, yeah. And as I said earlier, MI Rally Academy for their help and support over the past few weeks. It's, it's incredible and it really it really pays off, I think, yeah. Yeah. And Ryan, from your point of view too, you know, like we've talked before, like it's like such a small community you're from but they're all getting behind you there's so many local names in your car yeah definitely they're all still uh with me from day one really so uh yeah i can't thank them enough eh? without them all i wouldn't be going rallying so uh trailer stuff um kelly group principles ian coughlin you know uh, pilot boys in the car like and without all them people i wouldn't be going rallying like so and neil as well i like, can't thank him enough so no definitely it's a uh, it's a whole team thing, so and Declan, we thank Declan too. Declan, Declan, <laughs> and and Joe, like your car in Galway was very white, but like you've had some good sponsors on right from the get go. You know your dad's company's involved there, but there are lots of other businesses involved there for you as well. Yeah, exactly. Kevin, she was fairly white now at the weekend, but yeah, just dad there connected, and uh, Kelly's obviously Brendan and Martin there. Yeah, another man who's been fairly good to me over the years. There's Kevin Barrett and Triton Showers. So, yeah, and a few others as well. Like, but every every little helps. Like, and it's it's nice to have people involved in the team too. Like, you know, Kellyan as well. There, Kellyan on for the year this year. Kelly McArdle. So, you know, love to build up a good relationship with him, and we get on well at the weekends. So there's no reason I can't go strength to strength now over the year. Sean McHugh and these guys have put their faith in you. Like, uh, Sean was there at the rally there at the weekend. And he was watching out for all you young guys, Joe. I know he was watching you there going through, you know. Like, Sean has put so much into Irish Rallying over the last few years. Like, for, for one man, he puts in some effort. He He's everywhere. Maybe Joe or Ryan, you'll take that first of all. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, he was riding the whole service park. He was, I think he was riding him, everybody, like. So, no, he puts in a lot of effort, like, and he should get a lot of credit for what he's doing, you know, he's, he's trying to develop us as drivers and help us all the way, like, and, yeah, any support that them boys can give, like, as I said, like, there's not one person that has one job, everybody's trying to bring you forward, and, yeah, it's a credit to them what they're doing, like, I'm sure, like, other other countries in the world would love to have what we have here, like, and, mm-hmm. yeah, you've seen the opportunities that Eamon and Patrick O'Brien and Josh McElroy and all them boys got last year and he for Rafferty, like, goes to show like that it's, it's it is working like so if you stick by it mm-hmm. it'll, it'll pay off in the end like sure and keelan the sky's the limit i think so i don't know <laughs> um, yeah no i'm I'm happy now after the performance in galway it was a it was a good two days but uh as i say i think that it'll just get 
better and better, you know, the pace over the course of the year. That, that's what happened last year, I think, and I don't see why it wouldn't happen again this year. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to we'll have to keep our head down. For sure. And Joe, final word to yourself then. Um, West Cork, looking forward to getting, you know, back down to Clonakilty and getting this Atlantis Cup and see where you're at with it. I definitely looking forward to getting down there. Three days down there this year too at the on the Friday night as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's I love going down there. It's a nice part mm-hmm. of the world to go rallying. So yeah, can't wait. So thanks there to the three boys there. And uh, Connor, you got a chance to catch up with Rich Milner and Will Crichton. I did, and you know, again, huge thank you to 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 both lads. Like they're extremely busy. Will's getting ready to jump on a plane to head to Sweden for pre-event testing, and uh, Rich is, you know, manager of 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 a world rally team and all the things that are going on there for him at the moment. Plus, he's got a new arrival on the due any day now as well for himself and Anna. So, uh, yes, both very busy lads who really do appreciate their time. And it was a great opportunity. Will's, you know, launched his program for this year and uh, off the back of his JWRC himself and Liam, their their, their title um, in the junior championship last year. And uh, it was just an incredible opportunity to catch up, talk about the support they're getting from M Sport. And uh, sure, why do I need to say it? Let's hear from William and Rich. So, William, yourself and Liam took the JWRC title last year and this year you're taking the next step up. Yeah, it uh, doesn't seem that long ago since we were in Greece, but uh, yeah, obviously with the prize, we've uh, got four rounds in the WRC2, and then with the support of the academy, we've bumped that up to a full season, so uh, it's really exciting just to know that, you know, you've got a full championship there now to look forward to and um, try and see what we can do. You know, the the competition is is going to be very high, and, you know, it... Uh, we're just going to have to try and do our best to get to grips with the car. We've we've seen already this season what the Fiesta can do and the development over the last 12 months. So, you know, I'm excited to be getting into, you know, a good car and, and see what we can do. And Rich, certainly this isn't a works drive with M Sport or anything like that, but there is plenty of support there for William this year from yourselves. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know M Sport's built around development of junior drivers and it's worked very well for us in the past and, um, you know, M Sport has, or M Sport Poland has been successfully running JWRC for a number of years now. Um, and you know, part of that prize is to give people the opportunity to be to be kind of in, in involved and immersed into the into the WRC team. So, you know, there's no expectations on on Will um, of what he should or must achieve this year, but there's opportunities to do as much as possible, and you know, to be able to do. A number of events with us and see that the level that we go to in order to to give the information and and try and do the best as possible to allow the, the crews to do um as best they can you know is a is a almost a once in a lifetime opportunity but also why we give such a good price to jwrc people uh winners so that going forward they know the level they probably need to get to in order to be successful and you know be be a world champion in the in the long run and like William's been working with yourselves for the last three years in the JWRC, so it must be you know very positive for yourselves to continue that relationship and to build on the work that you've already done together. Yeah, I mean I've known Will for a number of years now, I guess, but uh, not not too you know uh, not too much of a close kind of relationship as such. But it would be really good to have him and Liam into the into the team this year. I've known Liam for a longer time than Will. Um, you know, starting back in uh, Fiesta ST Trophy 
when I was looking after the championship and Liam was driving, which obviously didn't go as well as he'd hoped. So, you know, he's now jumped into the co-driver's seat. But, uh, you know, I think he knows a lot of people within the team. Um, it's always fun and nice to work with people that are just across the water, really. And, you know, it's, uh, it's easy to communicate and get everything across with, you know, English-speaking um, crews and things. And uh, I think, yeah, it's... It's a really nice way to to do it, and it was great for Will to win the championship in the way that he did last year and and um, have this opportunity. So it will be, I think, it's a really nice way to start. And obviously, he's got support to allow him to do um, a good number of events, uh, which is great. And um, you know, we just need to be consistent and build over the course of the year and uh, look to try and improve event by event, really. And William, you recently spent a week over uh, at M Sport. What was involved there? Yeah, well, like Rich said, you know, for me to have the opportunity to, you know, get the support of everyone at M Sport to to work with a works team, it uh, it's sort of a pinch pinch myself moment, and to spend a week over there last week just to get to know the guys that are working on my car and and get to know the car itself. Uh, I did a bit of mechanical training, um, bit of tuition, um, getting my hands dirty. Uh, hopefully, we'll not need to put it to practice um, too many times this year, but these things you, you have to look at and I suppose think of the, the worst case scenario but you know just uh, setting that to the side just to uh, meet the team meet the engineers get prepared for the first event in Sweden and, and see how um, sport work I mean they're a, they're a family business um, which is you know you don't get that so much at that level in the WRC so that's you know that's something really nice to be a part of and, and meet all the team and yeah, I got the opportunity to, to drive the Fiesta on the track. Um, it was in gravel trim, but you know, just even to to get used to the power and know what all the buttons do and get familiar with it before we go out to Rally Lima was uh, was great. So, yeah, it was it was an amazing opportunity that hopefully I can pick up on you know throughout the year and, and do a bit more work with the guys. And Rich, that mechanical knowledge for the the crew seems to become ever more important now in the wrc with the limited opportunity for servicing it's uh it's almost as important a skill as the driving i guess um you know rally is quite a specific sport as we know that as soon as you kind of leave the service park it's down to the down to the crew to do uh to do their best and i think you know, I think Will is probably in a slightly better position than maybe some others in the past because the Rally 3 is a bit of a step on from what the Rally 4 was, which was very much a production-based car. Rally 2 is very much a, a, a real rally car engineered from the ground up. Rally 3 was somewhere in the middle, so some of the skills that he learned during last year will still be relevant and come across to, to this year. But it's, again, familiarising yourself with the different sensors, the different layouts, um, the different buttons, different procedures, and probably going to the next level of engineering support as well in terms of how much detail we go into everything to make it the best we possibly can. JWRC is very strong in its DNA that it's fair and across the board, everybody has the same options, which we limit to ensure that there isn't too much spread of people going in different directions, whereas Rally 2 allows us a bit more freedom. Um, so there's a lot of skills that, both Will and Liam probably need to pick up, but there's a lot of things that are quite simple and straightforward, but learning them here away from the events is key. You know, things like driving the car, just getting used to how it feels and getting used to seating position and making sure that when you jump into the first event, which is going to be this small rally in Sweden uh, the weekend, and, you know, a lot of the initial concern is gone. So we can just concentrate on getting mileage on snow uh, in order to uh, be best prepared for Sweden. Um, 
and then we try and do the same as we go through the year, you know, on the gravel uh, and the tarmac events. Just get Will here to do his shakedown if he's if he's available and possible. Again, just taking away that initial uh, little bit of preparation that we can do here in the UK to give the best opportunities. And Rich, must be a huge logistical challenge for Sweden. You've 19 JWRC crews, you've got the Rally 1 crews, you've got the WRC 2 crews. Like that, That's an awful lot for, for a small team. Yeah, I mean, luckily, the main headache is not mine. Uh, the JWRC <laughs> headache is, is certainly in Macek's, uh, Macek Woda's kind of mind. Um, but I think it only goes to show uh, the popularity and the success of both the championship, how how Magic runs it and M Sport Poland run it, but also the success of the car. You know, I was lucky enough to drive the car last year um, in in uh, Norway, uh, actually, with myself, Magic, Malcolm, um, a couple of people from WRC Promoter, and and uh, you know, Craig was there with us. So that was a really nice um, memory that I'll have. And uh, you know, it was such a fantastic car to drive, having never driven on snow either. Um, uh, I was definitely faster than Malcolm and Maciek, so that was that made my day as well. Um, but it just goes to show what you can do with a car like that. And, you know, the numbers that we're getting now, the 19 is the most we've ever had, I think. And uh, that is a huge logistical challenge for him. And we were only speaking to him the other day about how he's going to have to do uh, a couple of shuttle runs with trucks to go and get them all, <laughs> because to get them all into, into Sweden to the rally. Um, but from an M Sport UK side of things, a uh, relatively small team for Sweden, just the two rally ones and and William, which we'd always like more cars, but we've got to be um, re- we've got to respect the resource that we have available. Uh, and I think you can be the most efficient and get the best results by by working at a sensible scale. Um, so a relatively small team, but uh, we took a small team to Monte Carlo and we had a very uh, successful rally, in my opinion. Um, so having a smaller team also means a bit more opportunity for William to get you know, really involved with the people that are there and get to know the team very well uh, and build his relationships with them over the course of the rally. And William, 19 JWRC crews, will you have time to sit down and pass on advice and hints and tips from your experience of doing three years of JWRC? I suppose the only advice I could give from last year, Sweden, would be to put the bonnet pins in. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to take credit for having 19 crews there because I made the championship so exciting last year. But I don't think uh, I don't think that's the reason. Um, yeah, look, at, you know, I've obviously driven the Rally Four Fiesta, then into the Rally Three car, and now the Rally Two. So, you know, I've I've experienced all levels of it, and you know, the Rally Three for me is was a really good introduction to the the Junior WRC, the four wheel drive. As Rich said, it's you know going into the Rally Two car car now. It's you know, built from the ground up. So whenever I was doing a bit of the training, you know, some of the components to change, things like that are actually a little bit easier because they're a bit more accessible, um, things like that. But yeah, the, the Rally 3 class, um, it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm definitely going to be following it, obviously, with with Eamon and the championship. Hopefully those guys can can get a good result. But it's it's difficult, especially with the, the stage win points. Uh, so many crews last year you could afford that if you were uh, super rally you could come out with some uh, overall uh, rally points but now it's going to be important to to make sure you get to the end of the event and, and pick up some stage wins so yeah I'll, I'll be following it um, but uh, it's going to be exciting and, and my check's definitely going to be busy 
And William, you know, you, you've seen from afar the development of the Fiesta Rally 2 over the last 12 months and what Adrian Formo did in the BRC and also some strong results in WRC and the the win at the weekend in Galway. Like, it must be exciting to be stepping <clears> into the car knowing it, it's moved that bit further on. For sure, you know, it's clear to see the results that it's uh, had at the end of last season, the start of this year, you know, I think the team should be commended on the work that they've done and, and how much they've brought the car on in those 12 months. But yeah, it's nice for me. You know, uh, I already know before I do a stage in the car that it can be competitive. Um, I don't think there's going to be a huge amount that I will have to do. It'll be getting the car to just tweaking some things to get it to maybe my liking, my preference. But in terms of the overall performance of the car and what it can do, it's it's already proven. Um you know, even in Galway at the start of this year, Keith has won, and um, I think the Rally 3 class was won by Brendan and the Rally 4 class by Ryan McHugh, so Fiesta's on the top of everything, which was good to see as well, but um, yeah, as I say, it, it's nice to see that Gregor had results uh, at the end of last year, and, and Adrian obviously all year in the BRC and, and WRC too, so that's that's very positive from, from my side. And Rich, was it all eyes on Galway at the weekend for yourself? Were you keeping an eye on what was going on? Like, it must be exciting for, for M Sport. You, you know, you've two strong Irish Tarmac Rally Championship contenders, both ex British Rally champions in, 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 in Keith Cronin and Matt Edwards, both competing this year on the Irish Tarmac Championship. I certainly have my phone on EWRC quite a bit. I got told off a few times for looking at my phone too much at the weekend. But, uh... Had a bit of a sinking feeling about stage two where Matt disappeared and Keith was 50 seconds down. But uh, luckily it all righted itself in terms of Keith's performance. And, uh, you know, I sent Keith a message after the rally, but typical Keith, it was a one word answer. Just thanks. Um, but, you know, it was uh, fantastic to see the result, really, considering uh, considering Keith hadn't been out for a while, really. Um, but. You know, I think there was. There's always whatever we do, we always we always lose when you put someone like Adrian in the car because you can win the rallies and then you get told a it's a works car you can't get or b it's because of Adrian. Neither being true, Adrian certainly did some great performances and as a team we put a lot into developing the car. But it's the same cars that we generally sell and that we'll we'll, we'll be using and that Keith was using and you know it's great to see that we even had a Fiesta one two three on one of the stages at the back end of the rally. Um, you know, just goes to show what we've done. And uh I think we we knew we were never too far away. Um and this cooling package upgrade was the kind of final piece of the puzzle to bring on in in line with some of the aero work we've done, the diff ramps, done some software stuff, we've done some updates on dampers, especially for places like Ireland. So you know we're very happy with what's what's happened there and Unfortunately, the WRC2 driver market has become very, very competitive this year with with a good number of the top guys being on paid drives or, um, you know, heavily subsidised as in free drives. And that's difficult for us to match um, because the funding we receive is in a different way to say maybe some of the other manufacturers. So it's hard for us just to pay or to give free drives to people. Um, so we've decided to step back from WRC2 at the moment um, and concentrate on supporting our customers within national championships um, and, you know, the, I think the feedback and stuff we've seen since Keith Wanning Galway shows that that kind of support as well is just as important and works just as well. Uh, and I really hope it's the start of many uh, national wins and, um, yeah, look forward to see what happens there. looks like the British Championship will be strong, um, which will be great as well. Um, so, yeah, it's still a very exciting season to go. And 
we, we saw there recently where the, there's a, a prize fund introduced for the Citroen C3. Is that something that might be considered for to encourage more Fiestas? Or I think I don't think we would be necessarily going along the lines of the of the monetary value for the parts. I'm I'm a little bit on the fence as to as to how that really works. You know, unfortunately, motorsport isn't cheap, and I know the value of of purchasing and using a rally two is not the cheapest. So to to you know to consider making all your decisions on what car you use based on a couple of thousand euro voucher. Um, I think there's, I think that's probably an irrelevant, some, or sometimes can be an irrelevant prize considering the amount of money you're spending to go and do it anyway. I think an M Sport perspective is more to look to try and find a way that we could offer a prize that will help develop and bring someone further on. So whether it's supporting them in terms of engineering support or maybe a drive doing something else or you know opportunity to go and do something within a european or a world championship or or whatever you know i think unfortunately our position to help people within national championships is somewhat limited but i think you know malcolm's always been very keen on people that maybe win their national championships in one of our cars it's in our it's our advantage and we should be offering some support and giving opportunities to these people they've used our products They've supported us. What can we do to support them in a different way that's helped furthering their career? So I think it's something we won't be coming out with next week to say this is our plan for, for every national championship, but people are doing very well. We will make sure we help them in the best way possible to either win the championship or further themselves at the end of the year. And I suppose testament to that is, is William here, when you, you know, that prize fund for JWRC for pay drives, like it is a phenomenal um, boost or step up the, the ladder to the next rung. Yeah, I mean, anyone that prices up a cost to go and do a WRC two event will know what it costs, and uh, you know it's not a cheap it's, it's not a cheap experiment. So um, to give to give the opportunity for rallies is is a fairly substantial investment from M Sport to do that. But again, it's because we wouldn't be doing it if it was purely business sense because it doesn't make any sense. But uh, Malcolm has always been keen to develop and allow people the opportunity to to progress themselves. And uh, like I say, is their loyalty to using our car within JWRC is, uh, is paid back by Malcolm through the price, um, the prize fund. And, uh, you know, when you have the support of Pirelli and the, and the events, free entries and, the, um, you know, the, the FIA for helping and the fuels and everything, you know, everybody wants to develop the next talent pool. And it's something that the WRC gets a hard time over at the moment. It's the you know, number of drivers we have, so we've got to look at every way of doing it and every stakeholder plays their part in it. So our our part is to help provide the car and the people to go and do it. The other stakeholders are providing the tyres, for example. So we've got to work together on this. So I think it, it benefits everybody, um, but it is a great opportunity for, for Will and Liam. And William, WRC2, is, is that's just purely the focus this year, get yourself through it, or are you aiming higher than that at the moment? Yeah, at the minute, that's the, the WRC two is is our main focus. Um, I guess we need to we need to get experience in the in the rally two category and try and you know get that as quickly as we can, uh, so that we can then try to be competitive. So, I think it's nice that we can go and do this little national event in in Lima to get a few kilometers in the car and just make that transition into rally two category. Um, and I think you know if we can get comfortable then. You know, then we can start to look at times and and try and uh, get results. But you know that can that's maybe going to take a couple of rallies until we till we get to that stage. But 
as I say, you know, the car has proven what it can do. So I think it's down to me getting the experience and trying to get as comfortable as I can in the car and, and get into a rhythm and then uh, see where we can go from there and, and build on that. So, Connor, like us two boys here sitting talking nonsense <laughs> for a polite way of putting it, like getting an opportunity to speak, you know, to, you know, the guys from the, you know, the runners from Galway, the two wheel drive, you know, the, the young guys, and then, you know, Walt Crichton, who's embarking on his, you know, world W, you know, his WRC campaign, and then a, a team principal, you know, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gavin, I, I, you know, when we go, we, we have these mad ideas and we go off, you know, looking to speak to people and nobody says no to us. And, <laughs> It's all, all a bit crazy, to be honest, but uh, it's it's fantastic. Like at the end of the day, this was what the idea behind the podcast. It was to get to talk to the people we want to, you know, you know, we're, who are heroes, basically, and let everybody else hear what's going on behind the scenes and, and what's happening out there. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, you know, we're enjoying the ride. So long may it continue. So that was season three, episode seven. Um, please, if you can like and share, rate, and uh, those things make a huge difference. You know, keep doing what you're doing. The you know the subscription or the subscribing to the the YouTube and the the audio as well makes a huge difference. So really appreciate the numbers coming in the last few weeks. So until next time, take care. Speak soon and bye. <laughs>